From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Monday, August 1st. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Today on The World, debt limit legislation should get through the Senate by tomorrow, but the partisan warfare may have already damaged America's international standing. And I think you, you've seen that people have said, we, we may have a AAA economy, we no longer have a AAA government. Nothing has made it quite as clear as this whole debt ceiling meltdown. Also ahead, women in New Delhi march against sexual violence. There's so much which has been buried under the carpet because Indian women have been taught to embrace various kinds of shame and not speak out. These stories and more coming up. BBC News with Marion Marshall. There's been more shelling in the embattled Syrian city of Hama. Human rights activists say at least four people were killed as government tanks targeted the city from its outskirts. On Sunday, scores of people were reported killed when security forces attacked opposition protesters, making it, by all accounts, one of the bloodiest days since the anti-government uprising began four and a half months ago. Lina Sinjab reports from Damascus on the fear that's prevented some of the victims' families from giving them a proper burial. The shelling resumed today on parts of Hama, leaving several people dead, according to residents of the city. Heavy artillery and machine guns were also used in this morning's attack. Some families buried their dead in parks and even in the gardens of their own homes. The United States Senate and House of Representatives are due to vote on a bill to raise the limit on U.S. borrowing, ahead of a deadline to avert an unprecedented debt default. Democratic and Republican Party leaders in Washington reached agreement late on Sunday on the proposal to raise the $14.3 trillion limit. Paul Adams reports from Washington. The business of selling Sunday's deal has begun, but politicians are holding their noses even as they urge colleagues to support it. In the Senate, the majority leader Harry Reid said he was not proud of the rancorous process that led to it, but he held it up as an example of American democracy at work. No one got what they wanted. Everyone had to give something up. People on the right are upset. People on the left are upset. People in the middle are upset. It was a compromise. There is, as Mr. Reid says, plenty for everyone to dislike. The president has not been able to get Republicans to agree to tax increases. The Republicans have had to agree to a longer extension of the debt ceiling than they wanted. And both sides know that if they fail to agree on a spending plan by the end of November, then domestic social programs and defence will face automatic cuts worth $1.2 trillion. The authorities in Italy say they found the bodies of 25 men in the hold of a boat crossing the Mediterranean from North Africa to the Italian island of Lampedusa. The officials say that the victims are believed to have suffocated. David Willey reports from Rome. The grim sight of piles of bodies in the engine room greeted Italian rescuers who pulled nearly 300 people, including more than 30 women and children, to safety from the latest overcrowded boat. Italy feels betrayed by other members of the European Union in being left alone to cope with the continuing influx of Africans leaving Libya. Most of today's victims are believed to be from Somalia, Nigeria and Ghana. In a separate development, rioting broke out at a temporary immigration centre near the southern Italian port of Bari. 35 people were injured when migrants seeking asylum threw rocks at police who responded with tear gas. You're listening to the latest world news from the BBC. 
The Turkish foreign minister has joined mourners in Norway to pay tribute to Gizem Doğan, a young girl of Turkish origin who was one of those killed in Norway's twin attacks 10 days ago in which 77 people died. At the funeral in Trondheim, Ahmed Davutoglu pledged to work for more democracy, tolerance and openness. His sentiments echoed those expressed earlier at a special session of the Norwegian parliament in Oslo. The only suspect, Anish Bering Breivik, has admitted to carrying out the attacks. Egyptian troops have moved into Tahrir Square in the capital Cairo to remove protesters. Several hundred people have been camped out in the capital's main square for over three weeks, complaining about the speed of reforms following the overthrow of President Hosni Mubarak in February.